Hey everybody and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman and uh, thanks for joining me today as we land on the key verse in all of the Gospel of John. We've been walking through the Gospel of John for some time now, this entire year actually, and now we land at uh, a text that I have referenced, that I have quoted, that we have looked at, that we have alluded to almost every single week, probably every single week, if we were to go back and listen to every single one of these, we have heard uh, reference or mention of this verse over and over and over again. So let's see what it is. This is John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. It says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, uh, which are not written in this book. Here it is. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the entire purpose of John writing these 21 chapters, uh, John writing this incredible story, John giving his first person account of what he witnessed as he was a disciple, a follower of Jesus. He says, you know what, there, I could have written volumes about Christ. He says, there were many other signs that were done, but he says, I chose the signs that, that most clearly pointed to Jesus' identity. I chose these signs of, of healing and of turning water into wine and of the resurrection of Lazarus. I, I chose these signs because each of these, they are like breadcrumbs down a trail that help us get to our destination. And what is that destination? He says, but these are written. These are the ones I wrote. These are written so that you may believe. And here's what we are to believe, that Jesus is, first of all, the Christ. Now, Jesus Christ, most of us are aware, Jesus Christ is not a first and a last name. This is Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah, the anointed one. This is Jesus, the long expected savior of the people of Israel. They have been waiting and waiting and waiting. They've been waiting since the time of David when there was a promise that there would be an eternal kingdom based on David's lineage. And they knew that there would come one who would be that eternal king, the Messiah, the Christ. We can make the argument that they've been waiting all the way back since the very beginning of the Bible. In Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve, when they rebelled against God, when they desired what they wanted instead of trusted in God, and there was this promise made that there would be a seed of the woman. And that seed of the woman, the, the enemy, Satan, would come and bruise his heel, but he would crush Satan's skull. This is this, this promise all the way back at the very beginning of a Savior, of a Messiah, of a Christ. This is what Israel has waited for. This is what the world has waited for. This is what all nations have waited for, whether realizing it or not. Christ is the Messiah. And we find that he's not just the Messiah of the people of Israel. He is the Messiah of all tribes, tongues, and nations, of anyone who will trust in him, who will believe that he is the Christ. And then secondly, the Son of God. See, he is the Christ. This shows his unique relationship with mankind as the Savior. And he is also the Son of God. This shows his unique relationship with God the Father. 
Jesus, we, we have seen he is the only begotten son of God. He is the unique one, the only one like him. Listen, you and I, we are sons and daughters of God because we have been adopted into the family, but Jesus is the only begotten son. We are not like him as we are not begotten, but we are, we are children of God because we are adopted. This is, this is the Christ who stands apart from everyone else in humanity as unique in his very core identity. Truly God, truly man. The, the, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the earth. The, the perfect, sinless uh, lamb without spot or blemish. This is who Christ is. Verse 31, but these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And here it is. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. You may have eternal life in his name. Not a temporary life and not a life that's based off of your name or based off of your good works and your deeds, but rather this is a life that is, is given only by believing in his name, in his identity. This is the very core of the gospel of John. This is the very core of the entirety of the scripture that we would come and we would believe in Christ. So what is this believing is this simply, you know, I have a few details in my mind that make sense and so, you know, I've checked a few mental boxes and so I'm in. No, this is a believing where you are you are placing your confidence upon Christ. You are placing the weight of your life and eternity upon Christ. You are turning toward him as the way, the truth, and the life. You are turning toward him as the one who you follow for all things in terms of life and godliness. He is the one you place your hope upon. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. Just like Thomas said, he is the Lord and the God. This is, this is believing. And this is our ancient way for our modern day. That we would be those who look at the evidence, who look at what has been written in this gospel, and we have life, eternal life, in the name of Jesus. This is the ancient way for our modern day.